So hello and welcome to the second episode of the Spotlight Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Century 21 sales representatives in Canada, where we discuss the hot topics and important news in the real estate industry. So I'm your host, Lias Killius, and with me as always is Aaron Richardson. Hello. Aaron is a broker and general manager with Century 21 Heritage Group. Aaron has extensive background in online marketing, technology, and customer service. And I'm the head of business development of the real estate marketing company, Homemania. So today we'd like to welcome a very special guest, Richie Biznoff. Richie's been a certified home inspector and wet inspector for six years. He owns his own home inspection company, Biznoff Home Inspections, that serves all of York Region, which is the area just north of Toronto. So Richie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, start off six years ago, I live in Aurora, Aurora, Ontario. I've been living in this area for the last 20 years. I've attended school here and I became a certified and wet inspector in the industry. I've been in the industry for 20 years. I was a, my first job was a, an inspector in the uh, construction industry. So I'm very familiar with the, the construction industry itself. So what made you decide to go into a home inspection then from the construction industry? Uh, a little more flexibility because I have three small kids, so I can make my own hours. It's always nice. And I've, I've always liked the, uh, meeting people. So this was a this is a good uh, fit for me. I have a good cus- customer relationships with uh, different people, so this was a perfect job for me. I think. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think we can all relate to having flexible hours. Um, so we've got a reason for bringing you on today. There's a little bit in the news recently about the home inspection industry, and in, in particular about how it's being or, or looking to be licensed in certain provinces, uh, as that's been a, a particular issue in, in the past. Uh, can you maybe talk a little bit about that? Well. Currently, there's only two provinces in Canada that has licenses. That's British Columbia and Alberta. And I'm hoping, and a lot of inspectors in Ontario are hoping that Ontario follows suit. The, the bill was passed, a bill was introduced in Parliament by a member of Parliament. It's been a couple of years now, and they've had two readings on it. So they're supposed to vote on it later on this year, either in June or in September, when uh, members come back from their summer break. And if it passes then, then the government is going to have to create a regulatory body for the industry. So the government is going to designate a regulatory body to manage the home inspection. And so currently we all belong to a different association, whether it be province-wise or nationally. I belong to PHPIC, which is National uh, Property Home Inspectors of Canada. So that's one path towards a licensed home inspection. All home inspectors are going to be called a licensed home inspector now if, if this bill goes through or pass and it's going to be government regulated. And I think it's a great thing because we're all going to have the same leveling uh, playing field. So wh- why wasn't the industry regulated before? Like what was the issue? Like why is it just now that we're starting to discuss licensing regulation? It's all about consumer awareness and consumer protection. Because right, the the major push for here is consumer protection in Canada. They want to protect the consumers against, it's it's one of their biggest investments they're going to make in their lifetime. They want to make sure that the industry is serving the consumer properly. So so I've got a question. I've I've been a real estate agent for about 10 years now, and I always use a licensed inspector. But if I I wanted to use an inspector or to suggest to my client, uh, you know, maybe use this gentleman or that gentleman, um, if... If if the uh, if the person is going to do the inspection wanted to just say they're an inspector of homes in Ontario, they could do that. Currently? Absolutely, yes, they can do that right now. 
So, so what sort of accreditation should be people should people be looking for then well, on a business card? Well, the first question they should ask is um, how long have they been doing home inspection? Yeah. The second question: Do they carry errors and omission insurance? Right. And the third question: Are do they belong to an association? Can you give you a reference? Mm. And those are the three critical questions a, a, a buyer should ask or a consumer should ask. Because the errors and omission uh, you guys carry, real estate agent carries the same insurance. Right. You know, if, if we all make mistakes, we're all human, and it protects us and it protects the clients. If we miss something that's major in a home inspection, the errors and omission would uh, cover that, and that's so, that's, what, that's what it's. So for. is that how is that you know how is that compared to like a warranty on something? Like if I, does that does that give me a guarantee that nothing's going to happen, or if something does, I can come back and, and like how does that? What's the difference between, uh, I guess, uh, having insurance and maybe a warrant, having a warranty on something? Well, just like warranty, it only covers certain things, right? Yeah. And errors and omission, it just cover, you know, major mishaps. Obviously, as home inspectors, a visual inspection, you can't see behind walls any yeah. latent defects. So any obvious defects, like, for example, if there was a cracked beam in the basement and we missed it and there... <laughs> all of a sudden the homeowner moving and have to get a structure engineer to fix that issue that we should have caught, it's an obvious defect, then the, whole, the errors and emission would cover the cost of uh, do not repair. And that's how it works. It's just obvious defects that the home inspector can't see. Yeah. Right. So our show is uh, geared towards real estate agents. So uh, from their perspective too, if they recommend a home inspector that doesn't say have errors and emissions insurance, uh, like how would the agent would the agent be liable at all, or is this like fall on the home inspector if something does and go wrong? Anybody can be sued. So I mean, home inspector can be sued, an agent can be sued. There's nothing stopping someone from suing anybody to get their recover their costs. Mm. It's, it's after that point it's a pretty emotional thing that's a good point i mean anybody we if we if we do suggest somebody that's not um competent in their position and and, and what they do we as agents are going to be we have put ourselves at liability um to and open four lawsuits to say that hey listen my agent said he was a great home inspector um, and if they didn't uh, come with the right accreditation so going forward uh, richie what do you, do you think this is a is a positive thing for uh, for the industry, I guess? Yes, it's a, I think it's a positive thing in the industry. We're gonna have, there's so many, there's like 10 different standards of practice out there with all the different industries. It'd be nice to have one standard of practice. They basically cover the same thing, but it'd be nice to have one simple standard of practice that everyone is aware of. The home inspector, the real estate agent, and consumers. So they can always refer to that um, standard of practice. And the reporting of a home inspection is going to be similar. Like there's a lot of reporting in media right now, PDF style report, written report, checklist. We nice, we nice to specify which one the consumer should expect. And it, there should be a code of ethics, that, and there should also be a disciplinary community. If you're a licensed home inspector, and you've you've done you've violated code of ethics, then it should be a disciplined community to discipline that home inspector. Mm-hmm. So that would give the consumer more um, confidence that the industry is being actually regulated and managed. Right. Yeah. And, and to this point, it seems like the, the the provinces are kind of taking on themselves. Is something that should be maybe uh, like a national policy? Or is there any sort of move towards that? Like you mentioned before, Alberta seems to be kind of the strongest with regulation and policy. Like they require errors and emissions uh, since 2011. And BC is a little bit behind them. It sounds like they require that everyone's licensed, but the kind of like the licensing body can vary. 
uh, like there's obviously all the other provinces and territories as well. So is there any sort of move for like a national regulation of this? There is. There is a move for a national. There is one in place right now, a nonprofit organization. Okay, they're a non-for-profit. And, but the government, when this bill passed, the government would choose their regulatory body. They're going to choose one of all these uh, associations. They're going to choose one association that says this represents federally the entire country. And then that regulatory body could designate a regulatory body in each province. They haven't decided which way they're going to go, but there's definitely going to be a national regulatory body to uh, to issue the license. And far as maintaining the license, they might designate that to the province to pick one regulatory body in the province to help the home inspectors maintain that license. So that's sort of like RICO is for us. We've got a real estate council of Ontario that does that. So you would have a... Uh you know, an eco or something or whatever the... Uh, yeah, whatever they decide to call it. National yeah. Home Inspectors of Canada. Who knows? How, quick, is. how quickly do you think they're going to... Uh, the, you, you had mentioned some some different bills and all that kind of stuff. Well, they had two readings in Parliament already, the first and second. So in the summer or in the late fall, they're going to vote on the bill if it passes. Right now, it's like eight or ten on the on the list of bills going to be voted on through Parliament. Right. So if, it, if, if, it, if the vote... If it votes and it passes, mm-hmm. then it becomes now the government is going to have to create a regulatory body to uh, implement this. And implementation is not uh, it's not very far after that because all the sta- CSA is working on a standard of practice right now for home inspectors. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. that's almost finished. So that's going to be there's going to be one standard for all home inspectors. And it sounds like there's a lot of support behind the bill, so I imagine it will pass at this point. Yeah, there's an article out there that I'll pass it on. It's called A Closer Look at Qualified Ontario Home Inspectors. What they did was they got a panel in Ontario, and they created a 75-page report on home inspectors and what the recommendation on behalf of the home inspectors are. And I'll I'll, uh, I'll give Aaron this copy of it so he can upload it if he wants to read it. And basically, it did a survey of home inspectors and they asked them the, uh, the simple question, do they want a regulatory body? And most of the home, but 85% of home inspectors says yes. Right. Because it makes our job a little more legit. Yeah, you, you wouldn't want to hire the ones who said no to that. <laughs> that's, that's right, right? And right now there's about, they did a survey, there's about 1,500 home inspectors in Ontario. And um, 65% of those are full-time and 35% are part-time. And more than eighty-five percent work in small businesses, and the rest is just franchises. And then they said ninety-five percent have registered with more than one. In order to get Arizona Mission Insurance, you have to be registered to a home inspector uh, body because you cannot achieve home uh, Arizona Mission Insurance. So I belong to PHPIC, Professional Home and Property Inspector of Canada, which is recognized uh, Canada-wide. That's the same association that the British Columbia has and uh, Alberta has and that's the path to the uh, to getting a license and also they, they say about um, 80% have become certified through their industries and then the rest are not so anybody can call themselves a home inspector but if if you ask them for a reference who which association belong to that can easily be checked so we talked about how this is a consumer protection um, 
situation here. Like, are there a lot of bad home inspectors out there? Like, I guess I use quote unquote bad, but uh, like unlicensed ones that you wouldn't shouldn't be trusting in these kinds of situations as well. Like, is this endemic in the in the industry, or is this just like a small fringe case thing that you're trying to protect yeah. everyone from? Well, I think the there there has been complaints from consumers, but not enough. I mean, there's a lot of part times, like 35 percent part times home inspectors. And for me, I'm a full-time home inspector and it'd be nice to, you know, it's a full-time job for myself and a lot of home inspectors out there. And maybe the person who's doing part-time doesn't, doesn't have enough experience because they, they don't see, they don't do it on a daily basis. They do it once in a while, maybe once a week or whatever the story might be. Although they might have the qualifications, you know, it's a uh, home inspection is about uh, experience, you know, seeing different types of homes, getting to different situations. For sure. And I mean, it sounds kind of like golf in a lot of ways. Like I'm never going to get any better at golf, only golfing once a year, you know? So well, I don't know if it's quite that hard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the one thing I've been hearing too, is that this regulation of uh, home inspectors that might drive up the cost of individual home inspections, is that going to be the case or is it going to be significant? Well, they're, they're talk, they want to keep a balance. They don't want it. Uh, the licensing that we have to pay to become a license and, and the schooling, don't forget about the schooling. And the um, ongoing credits, like every year you got to have so much credits, continuing education. So that cost is going to fall back on the consumer. So yeah. an average cost of a home inspection now in my area is about $400 plus the HST, as an example, between four or $500. So if it does come licensed, then a, a home inspector can ask more because there's not going to be a lot of people out there that are licensed. Before you become licensed, you have to go through a qualification. You have to write exams. You have to do a practical test. So it'll be a panel that picks out a home. I've done this once already. They pick out a, the worst home possible and you have a home inspector, you have to go in and inspect that home and you're gonna present it to the panel of peers and then you have to submit a report and they mark you in both. And if you don't pass, you don't pass, you pass, you pass. I've passed it. So it's, it's a very stressful day. The, the poor person has to live in that test house. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I think it's a good thing and it's going to be one every year going forward. So to maintain your license, you got to have one, you have to do that practical test every year to pass. Oh, for sure. It makes sense. Um, so Aaron, as a real estate agent too, um, I imagine you recommend that all purchasers do a home inspection prior to purchasing a home. Well, who, who would, who wouldn't want to, right? I mean, well, do you ever... Do you ever like, get resistance from the actual home, like the purchaser themselves too? Like saying like, well, I don't want to spend, you know, whatever it is, a few hundred dollars to get the home inspection done. They might not think it's not worth it. Like, do you encounter that very often? Well, yeah, we do. And it's, it's surprising to me sometimes when they do, uh, you know, you do hear that. Um, you hear consumers either where they want to save the money or they have a brother-in-law or they have somebody in the construction industry that'll come in and have a look at the house. No worries. You know, home inspection is just a kind of a waste of money. Uh, you know, and, and maybe, you know, maybe because there there have been home inspectors in the industry that aren't um, to the qualification levels of licensed uh, that have done home inspections and they just didn't see the value because they didn't come with enough knowledge and, and being able to show them what you know what they find in their in their in the home uh, the, the, in the home inspection but um, I just don't understand why somebody wouldn't want to spend even if it was five six hundred dollars you're buying a eight hundred thousand dollar home don't you want a snapshot of what you're buying don't you want to know everything you can even if it's a even if it's limited because you can't see through walls and you can't do certain things but I mean, you want to know as much as you can about the house, just even to maintain it, 
even to you know keep it up. So I, I don't get it. Um, however, um, and maybe Richie, you can sort of give, shed some light on this, uh, especially in the Toronto market right now. Lots of uh, multiple offers. How has that affected the uh, home inspection industry in the sense that if you're in a multiple offer situation, the uh, the consumer often you know will take out the uh, the home inspection because uh, they need to be as competitive as possible. How has that affected you guys? Well, it slowed business down, but um, we do. Um, I offer a walkthrough where I would go in and say the the offers due at the end of the day, which typically is a late at night time multiple offers. I would agents would call me and I would go in early first thing in the morning and I would do a walkthrough with them with the house, just checking the major components of the house for an hour mm-hmm. and give them a snapshot of that house. There's a lot of, uh, the only, you, I think you have one hour uh, visitation or one hour showing for mm-hmm. when you have a multiple offers or showing of a house and uh, I do a lot of that. So you'll go in before and maybe you do it at a reduced price, I guess? And- yes, I do it at a reduced price and I just have an hour to check the major components. And, and it's the major stuff, it, right? It, I mean, it's the stuff. major stuff that could be a big, big, big value. I yeah, guess. I mean, we're talking major stuff. Walk on the outside, check the roof, check the attic, um, check the furnace, check the basement out. Make sure all your electrical components are good, your plumbing and your heating. And then if the basement is finished, can it with a thermal imaging camera. And that's really how, all you have time to do for an hour. But I will give you a, a basic idea or what the condition of the house is. Now, I suggest to my consumer, like to the buyer of the house, I suggest to them that even if you buy the house unconditionally and, and you own it now, essentially, um, to still ask to have a home inspection. Now, they may not allow it prior to closing, but even after the house closes, um, I don't see a lot of people taking me up on it. I suggest it. But um, do you see anybody you know, calling you after they've moved into a house and saying, hey, listen, and we still want to know, you know the snapshot of the house, what we need to do to maintain it and um, limit uh, any future problems? Yeah, I do do some of those home inspections and they're pleasantly surprised all the issues that they have. Yeah. But but at least some of them are open, open to it and they want to know what what problem can arise in the future. Mm-hmm. Or if they're planning on reselling the house, they want to know, hey, listen, I'm going to be here for three or four years. If we're here now, we want to know what's, what, what, what could be done to the house. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do some of those and um, it, can, it can be a little stressful for the homeowners. Yeah. They're all scratching their head. I should have got a home inspection, but it's too late. <laughs> But, you know, it's, I do a lot of carry-on warranty too, like people before, you know, the first, second, and the fifth year or seven years up, they call me and I said, okay, my carry warranty is going to be up. Let's do a home inspection and find out what's, uh, what I need to put in my warranty what yeah. I need to, to apply for. So I do a lot of those. And those are always, when you have a newer home, those are always recommended to do. Mm-hmm. And even I do a lot of pre-delivery inspection when you're buying a brand new house before you take possession and you go now one day, for a pre-delivery inspection with the company, they have their own people that walk you through. A lot of those industry, a lot of um, builders now are hiring home inspectors to do the pre-delivery inspection, which is really good. Right. Because you're there working for the for the uh, consumer. So, so I was just going to say, so the two solutions to the home in, to the multiple offer issue in terms of removing a condition on uh, on home inspection to be competitive, to beat the other offers, and hopefully get the house. The two solutions is one pre-home inspection, like you mentioned, to yeah. like maybe you know reduced price, go through, check the major things, and then the other thing is you know after the house is closed, still have it, so you can you still know what's going on in that house. Absolutely. Yeah. Unless you're a very knowledgeable person in the industry and you kind of know everything about you know construction industry, you know everything about the house, which is not a lot of us. No. Then um, it's it's always nice to have a home inspection done. 
I learn I learn something every time I do a home inspection with my my every time it, you know it, I've done let's say a hundred home inspections uh, alongside the home inspector and you know as a as an agent I, I I'm always learning new things so it's well I've done way over a thousand inspections and every time I do a home inspection it's something new yeah what about um, if you're the listing agent getting a, a home inspection mm-hmm. done like prior to actually listing the home as well. Um, I, I know it's not as common, and it depends on the market you're in, I guess. Uh, Aaron, you want to talk about that at all? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's actually more becoming more common because you're, you want to, you as a listing agent want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to market the value of the house. And there's a lot of nervous buyers that are um, not willing to go unconditional on a house, and they don't want to pay the extra money, a couple hundred dollars or whatever, for a reduced price in a home inspection to, to come through the house, and they may not get the house. So the selling agent and the and the sellers uh, pay for a home inspection. Um, let's say through Richie, for example, and uh, and and Richie, will you we the, the reduced price home inspection? Will you provide anything in writing that the buyers can read over? Is that something that? Uh, yeah, Richie? well, I, I I on a pre-delivery inspection uh, we call it a pre-sale home inspection okay. is. Uh, I can either have a, a printout report mm-hmm. ready at the home for showing if people are interested in looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're showing a house, agent can go to flip to the report or we can do a summary of all the findings in the house or recommendation and that can that can be left at the home for showings only, not for the general public to mm-hmm. walk through the house and just flip through a home inspection report because yeah. it's just not enough time. So sure. we do have a, a lot of agents leave a printed report there for showing so they can f- quickly flip through and see if all the actual condition of the house. I think it's a great idea. So yeah. are there downsides that like, what if, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. If, if you have a house that has a serious issue with it, right. Is now, I guess that's something you'd have to disclose, right. Um, to the so, and some people are worried. Did you, Oh no, it's going to affect the value of my property. Well, is it going to affect the value of the property afterwards when you're being sued, <laughs> you know, for something you didn't disclose and that's a, you know, that they should have been disclosing and stuff like that. Listen, when it's an open book and here's, here's the house, we have nothing to hide. People are more confident. You'll get more money for the house usually. And that's why we suggest the pre-home inspections for sure. Okay. Is, is this just something that's common in the greater Toronto area or is this, you, do you know if, if these are, these uh, pre-home inspections are done like across Canada prior to sale? Yeah, I can't guarantee that that is the case across Canada, but I would imagine that those services are available. Well, I, I do a lot of pre-inspection in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just know I, I'm from Kingston, and in my marketplace, that you never really see that. I, I just wasn't sure if it's just something that maybe see in, in urban centers, maybe where you've got a higher value of a home because uh, the property value is very high in Toronto, right? Uh, maybe this isn't something you want to consider in in a lower lower um, home value area. Uh, just for you know, say our listeners in, in other marketplaces that maybe they're not exposed to this or didn't even know it was an option. You know, so yeah. I didn't uh, I didn't see it when the market was slower. You know, eight five you know years ago. And it was still busy, but it wasn't as busy as it is uh, today. Um, I didn't see it quite as much. And now with um, the the amount of multiple offer situations, I think they're using it a lot more. Um, the other time I see it, and I, when I bought my house, my house was 100 years old and uh, had lots of issues, and we knew that going in, but they did provide a pre, pre-inspection just to say, hey, listen, we know this house is an old, 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 older home and has a lot of issues, but here they are. So it's an open book and uh, gives you some confidence in knowing going in exactly what you're purchasing. And it, it, it helped me and made me feel comfortable knowing more of the details before I made the purchase. One other thing I was uh, 
reading about when I was looking over some of these stories is that uh, there are some, some potential issues or concerns that uh, home inspection and home inspectors are, are too often recommended by real estate agents, not independent enough from the real estate industry. And that like you can, as a real estate agent, say you might you know uh, recommend your home inspector because you know that they're going to you know maybe slant things a little bit differently to make sure that you can help with the, the sale of the home. So there's kind of that ethical issue that I guess is maybe it's not a valid concern, but it's something that at least the public perceives as well. Um, is this an issue or is there anything going to be done to change this at all, like require that you get an independent home inspector as opposed to one recommended by the agent, or is this something that you know is non issue? What do you think there, Richie? <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't think it's an issue. I mean, it's a matter of uh, it's a convenience, right? No one's going to recommend someone who's a bad person or a bad inspector. So I think it's a good thing you get recommended. It shows that you're their confidence in your work and yeah. you have a good uh, working relationship, but it's also they've seen the work that you, you can do. I'm, I'm actually curious, what was sort of the percentage do you think at a home inspections that you've done came recommended by a realtor or that you were contacted by the home, home uh, buyer? Well, I always get a contact with a home buyer, but it's usually recommended by um, a real estate agent. I would say it's 50-50. 50-50? Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Um, I, 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 you know, I think it's really important to have a handful of home inspectors that you can trust, you know, um, that you can bring through the home and suggest to your buyers because if they pick one and it's then and, and you know you haven't used them before you just you just go in not knowing what you're going to get in terms of the quality of the inspection so they have uh, as a, the consumer has the, have the final say of who they use but uh the only steering i've ever seen is steering in the direction of making sure that they get a good good inspector and then knowing that that person's going to do a good job for them you know um not just because they're gonna you know try and get the home sale through or something like that. I think it's more of a, I think it's a misconception amongst the industry that, you know, but people that, you know, they trust their agent. And I think most people do trust their agent. I think they trust them um, implicitly. So I, I don't see it as an issue, but I could see where, you know, that might be a perception. I guess in a lot of cases, you know, if, if anything ever goes wrong, it might not be anyone's fault, but people are often looking for someone to blame too. So, you yeah. know, if, if it's the, the listing agent recommended a home inspector, the home inspector maybe missed something. It might've been a valid something they missed because, you know, as as we all know, home inspectors can't catch everything. You can't rip out the walls, for instance, yeah. right? So uh, it might just be a situation where, you know, the people that are complaining are the, are the people that are being loud about the situation and it, it yeah. just kind of giving a bad rap to... Um, uh, Usually, the media picks up on the one one out of a million that. Uh, oh, happened. for sure, the one the one bad story about you know the one person who's, who's suing the home inspector for however much money it is for you know the leaky basement yeah. and such. Yeah. Um, Richie, I know that you um, you have the wet inspection uh, certificate or able to certify a home. How does that? How does how does wet? I think a lot of people have misconceptions about exactly a wet certification is. Oh, uh, wet, can you wet explain what wet is first? Yeah. Wet is the governing body, the regulatory body that, that trains the wet inspectors. It's called Wood Energy Transfer Technology, mm -hmm. and it's only one in Canada that does it. So they're they're regulated by the government. Okay, so it's strictly for if your house have a wood burning appliances. It can be a wood burning fireplace, a wood burning stove. A wood burning furnace, which typically out east, a lot of people still have wood burning furnaces or pellet ovens. So you're you're there. The insurance company wants it. They want, they want to make sure that the home is safe and the equipment that has been installed it's safe to use. You don't want to burn your house down because this is all this is all that has to do with wood burning. So our job as a home uh, wet inspector is going to inspect that particular equipment. 
If it's a masonry fireplace, you, you're inspecting the fireplace condition. There's clearances that you have to, uh, that's regulated that you have to meet. And for wood stove, the manufacturer specify all the clearances that goes into how the, the uh, equipment is installed. And at the end of the day, you're doing a, a report on that equipment. Either there's a pass or a fail, it's either it's safe to use or not safe to use. And if it's safe to use, these are the recommendations you have to do to bring it up to standard. And there's a lot of uh, country properties with very old equipment that does not meet standard, meaning that the potential for a fire is very high. So it's, re it's, it's been pushed by the uh, home insurance company because they want to make sure that the home and insurer whether wood burning appliance is safe. Okay. And it's uh, also um, being pushed by um, the industry itself that's selling uh, wood fireplace equipment. I, I find that I, um, even when I'm selling houses with the word wood uh, fireplace or whatnot, I see a lot of offers come in that are not conditional upon having anything done or checked or inspected with regards to the, uh, uh, the fireplace. And uh, then they have their home inspector come in and, and the home inspection, usually if they're a good home inspector, probably will suggest that they, you know, you know, have you have, they don't do the inspection, obviously you, you can um, because you have that inspection uh, certificate or the, uh, the certification there, but um, typical home inspector wouldn't have that. So what would you, um, I mean, how would you, I don't I, I would just make sure, I guess from a, from whether it be on the listing side or the buying side that when you're negotiating the deal, especially on the buying side, you'd want to include that that clause in there, just to have it still, you know, inspected by a wet inspector. Do you do you do you uh, ever encounter situations where, you know, agents just haven't put it in there, and you're doing an inspection and notice that there's a there's a fireplace and go, you know, do you want me to inspect that as well? And they're surprised. I mean, what what do you find? Yeah, you you get that you get that surprise because. When I do home inspection, if I see a wood burning, I, t I would insist that they do a wet inspection on it, which I can do. And I've gone into places where as another home inspector is, is doing a home inspection, I'm just doing a wet inspection. I was called on the side to do the wet inspection because that person's not qualified. Right. But as a home inspector, if you see a wood burning, we're all trained to recognize a wood burning fireplace or a stove. If you see one and you can't inspect it and you're not qualified, you should specify in your report that it needs a wet inspection and you're not liable for that wet inspection. Because if you don't, the, the consumer can come back and say, well, you should have told me or you should have known. Because they assume that you, you inspect the home and the amazing yeah. fireplace is part of the home. Give me, a, give me a percentage of pass and fail for uh, fireplaces in, in Toronto. <laughs> um, well, typically the masonry fireplace is pretty simple. That's usually a 90% pass on them. Okay. okay. And then for, for stove, for wood stove, I would say it's about 50% pass and fail. Because there's a lot of old wood stove out there. People pick them up on the flea market. Yeah. Because they want a wood stove to heat their garage. For example, I see a lot of wood stove in the old garage and uh, people are out there working, right? And they just want to heat the garage. So the cheapest source of heat is become a wood stove. Yeah. They don't want to run a gas line or, any, or heat electrically. So that's usually how it works with wood stove. And it doesn't take much to bring it up to, to standards. You know, there's, there's shielding that we can put in place and we can recommend that it gets installed. And for masonry fireplace, it's all about um, the chimney, how good the shape the chimney is in. Because the chimney is above the roof, is exposed to the weather. And typically there's, there's sometimes a masonry repair has to be done to the chimney. But it doesn't necessarily mean you can't use the, the masonry fireplace in the house as long as 
everything in the house is intact, you're, you're pretty much good to go. Are there any other components of the house that require special certification too that maybe a lot of people overlook, I guess, similar to the sweat inspection? No, I mean, well, radon testing is becoming, um, you know, it's becoming well known now. It's been around for a long time, but a lot of homes are require, a lot of uh, buyers, are they want to know about radon testing. And, um, you know, it's, uh, so we're trying to, uh, there's a special training for that and a certification for radon testing, which I'm going for right now. So I want to be able to offer that service too. You can get a radon meter and you can get a test kit at Home Depot now or any home industry uh, store and you can have it tested yourself. So basically you leave the meter in a home for 12 plus days and you get a reading. And I think the maximum, the allowable limit now is 200. And we're not, uh, I mean, hasn't that buzz hasn't, I mean, we've heard of radon and we know that it's out there and we know that it's a good idea to get it done. But as, a, as an industry in real estate, I don't think there's a big push on at all for us to put any conditions in the offers or anything like that that has to do with radon. So I wonder if that's something that'll be coming to the industry and, and more you know prevalent and we'll have to start dealing with. Well, it's, it's coming more, I get a lot more questions now about radon. Do you do radon testing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, get, you get a lot more questions now. I'll, it's in the United States, every home inspection requires a radon test. They do in there. Okay, yes. that's good to know. States. So it's coming here and out east, out in um, Halifax, and uh, Nova Scotia and um, PEI and Newfoundland, there's a lot of uh, home inspectors that do after our service because it's expected for you to do one. Mm -hmm. So it, it's coming this way. Is it common to have radon levels which are unhealthy in, in homes? Like, is this something that general people should be concerned about? Yes, because it's the, uh, it's the second leading cause of lung cancer. Wow. So it's not more, the more people find out about it, the more, um, the government's got a great website, the Ontario government, I mean, the, the, uh, Canada.ca or soon to be Canada is GC.ca right now. Mm -hmm. If you go on there, there's a bit of a blurb of radon testing and radon effects. Just a general question about radon too. What are the sources of radon? Like what would be put a specific property at risk of having high levels of radon? In the home? Well, it's a, it's a natural occurring gas from, um, from uranium rocks that, that naturally when it rains, the pressure from the earth pushes on the gas, the gas gets released into the air. Hmm. And it doesn't matter one home, two homes side by side in a subdivision, one home can have it and one home can't. And the only way to find out is it's orderless. Um, you can't smell it, you can't see it. So the only way is to measure it a meter. So that's good to know because I mean, you might, someone might say, well, my neighbors and, you know, in the community, there's never been any issues with radon before, but that doesn't necessarily exclude that your home is going to be the same situation as your neighbors as well. No, so. I mean, there's radon companies out there that comes in and they do a test on your house and then they, they would uh, put on a radon stack, looks so like you have a plumbing stack in your home. They would do a radon stack from the basement all the way through the, the house out the roof. So if you, and they would, it's a little involved if they have to, uh, do a radon remediation in your house, they have to seal the entire basement, all the cracks, all the penetration fires, plumbing is concerned, anything that can be, that's not gas tight in the basement, radon can seep in. So if your house is detected to have a high level of radon, then you have to do a lot of work to uh, get that uh, remediated. So if you're spending a lot of time in the basement, if you have a rec room and your family room is in the basement, right, then you're more exposed. I, I suppose so. That. So if I'm if I'm representing a buyer in a in a in a potential sale, um, 
and I was to put a condition for a radon test, how long would would I be looking to uh, let's say would it be just a typical five day home inspection and radon test, or would I need longer? Well, the radon test is kind of um, different because you need a, a minimum of two days to get a reading, right? On a radon. Um, meter but you can also carry a radon alarm it's like a, a regular alarm and you can go in the basement and leave it there for you're there for typically for two to three hours mm. and you will leave it there and it will set off alarm and it give you a reading and then you can you know it's a snapshot yeah but what the radon industry is uh, recommended the government rate is it's a minimum of two days to get an actual um accurate reading so yeah, five days wouldn't be too bad. I mean, we could, uh, as long as you're in, you don't leave it to the last day. Problem is, is people get financing conditions until the fourth or fifth day, and then they quickly get the home inspector in there. So you'd have to be a bit more diligent in terms of timing. Might almost depends be a good what thing area for... you're living to. Sorry, it depends what area yep. you're living to. Yeah, mostly in the mining area, like in very rocky areas, yep. is where you find high levels of radon. So Canadian Shield up yes, further north. Basically, yep. that's right. Okay. I know east. Right. That's interesting. We didn't even know we were going to go on to radon today, but that's... <laughs> Neither <cool>. did I. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's a good candidate for like a pre-inspection too, because it yeah, concerns the timeframes and such as well. So radon-free home. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we should probably start wrapping up here. Uh, but before we end the show, Richie, is uh, if someone, like an F agent, was looking to partner with a home inspector in New York region, how could they get in touch with you? Well, you can call me on my cell phone or you can email me. Uh, cell phone is 289-221-0032. And you can Google me on Bisnot Home Inspections. Yep. And Aaron, I'm, I'm guessing you've got, uh, you're giving him your stamp of approval as well. You've used them in the past. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, we got all his cards here at the uh, office uh, here in Richmond Hill. Or at actually a few of our offices, don't we, Richie? We got all your stuff. So, uh, yeah, any of the Century 21 offices around this area have them. So he's uh, definitely well known in uh, York Region amongst all the agents of being a, a very good home inspector. So that's why we had him on. Yeah. For sure. Thank well, you if you're much, definitely yeah. if you're in York Region, give Richie a call if you're looking for a home inspector to add to your uh, repertoire there. So uh, if you like the show, subscribe to our show on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts online. And please, please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on those sites. It really helps. You can watch this and past shows at spotlight.centric21.ca slash podcast. If you need to reach us, you can email us anytime at podcast at homania.com. That's podcast at H-O-M, as in Mary, E-A-N as in Nancy, I-A dot com. So this podcast was brought to you by the Spotlight Marketing Program, an exclusive marketing package available only to Century 21 agents in Canada. Spotlight provides agents with a comprehensive internet marketing strategy for their listings. We provide high-quality HDR photography, stunning HD video tours, a cutting-edge responsive website, and an extensive advertising system that will help sell your listings faster, sell them for more money, impress your clients, and generate leads. Find out why so many top agents are using Spotlight by visiting spotlight.century21.ca today. Thanks for watching and have a great day.